Hey folks, today is Thursday, August 3rd. I'm Josh Boykin, founder of Intelligame.us. Welcome to another edition of Intelligame Radio. Today is a day that many of us in Portland have feared all week. Weather reports have predicted a record high of 107 degrees, which is not particularly inspiring for folks who are working next to technology that kicks out heat all day. So I will be producing my IntelliGame content from the basement, per usual, trying to move as little as possible. That said, I'm still hoping that things will feel pretty reasonable by around 5 p.m. today. Don't forget that Thursday is Let's Intelliplay, our weekly live stream on Twitch. We'll be streaming Tacoma, the new game by Fulbright Studios, the folks that did Gone Home. Uh, they were gracious enough to send us over a key, and so we will be checking out at least the first four hours of the game. We stream from 5 to 9 p.m. Pacific time, and of course, with this being a brand new game, it's a perfect time to come in and get situated. So... Swing on over to twitch.tv slash letsintelligame if you want to see some of the narrative-based space adventure where we're trying to figure out what has happened to a missing crew. The reviews have come through pretty positively, though I'll admit I haven't read any of them in detail because I'm trying to avoid as many spoilers as possible. So, Anyway, uh, don't forget that we've got that going on tonight, and otherwise, I think it's time to go ahead and get started with some some IG radio. Online gaming has been a part of gaming culture since dial-up modems. From Ultima Online and MUDs, multi-user online dimensions, which were essentially text-based MMOs, all the way up to League of Legends, Hearthstone, and other popular titles, Online gaming is a giant facet of how gamers interact with each other, build their skills, test their expertise, and also gain new friends. That said, online communities in gaming have not always been the most welcoming of spaces, and that especially goes for folks who are from marginalized backgrounds. There are any number of stories that folks can look up about toxicity towards women, towards people of color, towards people in the LGBT community. Uh, it's, it's unfortunately a part of the gamer's reputation that we actively have to work against. Mikkel, over at A Podcast Without Light, gave an interesting talk during his last episode about a different type of toxicity. And is a bit of a confession about the toxicity that he feels he can exhibit in online play. So I want to start today by echoing that segment and then using that as a ground for discussion. By the way, if you're listening to this on not on Anchor, unfortunately you won't be able to hear the actual segment. I'll try and recap some pieces of it the best that I can afterwards, but the best way to get the full experience is to go ahead and download the Anchor app. You can grab it from the Google Play or Apple App Store and then check out both IntelliGame Radio and a podcast without light. 
I really appreciated a couple of things in particular about Mikel's segment. First off, his own admission that he can be, and once was, prone to toxicity. The idea that even as we call out an aspect of culture, we can still fall prey to the very same actions that we're calling out. And that doesn't make those callouts any, any less valid, but instead just says, we understand that these are problems because we know them from experience. Secondly, the way that Mikhail classes toxicity into active and passive toxicity. That there are the types of toxicity that we hear about on the news, of people sending out revenge porn or swatting people's houses, making false claims that the SWAT or the police need to show up to somebody's house. Those are more active. Those are the things that make press headlines, but passive forms of toxicity the passive name-calling, the sarcasm, the any number of ways that we can help build friction in an environment where we interact, that passive toxicity is real as well. And even if it is not as highlighted, it still has to become part of the discussion. I feel like it's only fair for me to admit that I know that I am prone to a certain amount of pax passive toxicity as well. Though I do try to actively fight against these habits, I find that particularly if I feel like I'm being ordered around, I can bristle a little bit. I might become a little more sarcastic than usual. Perhaps I almost follow the instructions I've been given, but not quite. Maybe I just drop off mic for a while. Instead of actually expressing my concerns with an intention to have those concerns addressed and possibly make the space better for everyone, I sometimes instead take my ball and go home. And this doesn't help the gaming space. This doesn't help the people that I am gaming with, but it does somehow justify what I think is core at much of toxic behavior, which is a sense of entitlement. The idea that, well, I obviously shouldn't be told what to do here because I'm an adult and I know what I'm doing and what have you. But we've talked before here on Intelligame Radio about the idea of players taking on roles in teams. And sometimes those roles changed, ba change based on our experience. There may be times where I'm not the best equipped to be the leader. Maybe even if I am in a habit of trying to guide the group, there are times when it would be best for everyone if I followed. These are the kinds of situations that I am trying to learn how to address internally. How to examine and acknowledge when I can be breeding these passive levels of toxicity and make sure that I'm coming up with strategies to neutralize that. To make it known in a constructive way. If I'm not feeling particularly strongly about something somebody has said or being placed in a particular role because when we shift those things then everybody gets to enjoy the space together. I think that these discussions of active and passive toxicity actually stretch outside the realms of online gaming. They particularly stretch into if we're going to continue talking about gaming tabletop spaces and board game spaces where there's been a long seated history of discrimination against marginalized people in very passive and sometimes active ways at Magic the Gathering tables or D&D sessions. These things happen.
and increasingly, as the demographics of people who play those games start to diversify, we hopefully have less of that toxic culture. But I'm pretty sure that we have all been in a work situation, or interacting with family, or having a relationship problem where we've dealt with both active and passive toxicity. And I think that having an understanding and a processing of not just the outlandish, overblown, this is what you could say in court, ways that we make situations have more tension, but also the slightly more insidious, the passive ways that we build up these barriers against each other instead of working together for a solution. The better we understand both of those kinds of toxicity, the better we can start to address those situations and make things better for everyone. All right, folks, I'm introducing a new segment into Intelligame Radio. For those of you listening on Anchor, you have the opportunity to hear the content the second that we've finished recording it. However, you may also notice that in the middle of the day, there's a pretty large gap where I go and do other work that may not be connected to IGR. That's Intelligame Radio. So I'm going to start doing a question of the day. Each day we'll have a question that you can answer on Anchor using that call-in button and your answers may appear on Intelligame Radio after the midday break. So our first question of the day is going to relate to the discussion we just had about toxicity. What is something that you or somebody that you know has done to diminish the level of toxicity in a gaming space? How have you seen or been a part of a change that made a gaming space more inclusive? I would love to hear your thoughts. Again, you can just use that call-in button and we'll take a couple answers of the best ones we get and put them on the air. Looking forward to talking to you after midday break. Well, folks, this is a particularly late update for Intelligame Radio. We did our stream of Tacoma. Thanks again to the folks over at Fulbright Studios for giving us the opportunity. I hope you were able to check out the stream over at twitch.tv slash letsintelligame. But if not, the video on demand is available and it was a fantastic game. Turns out it's a nice little bite-sized four-hour uh, trek and there was a lot of good opportunities for discussion about politics and all sorts of different stuff. At the same time, it's just en enjoying a genuinely engaging story. So I would encourage you to go check out that video and otherwise to go buy Tacoma uh, and support some developers who are doing some good work. In the meantime, we are going to go ahead and play a call-in that we received during the midday break. This is actually not a response to the question of the day but is a response to the game of the day from a couple days ago. Hey, Josh, and it's all a game. Well, it's good to hear. I, I am impressed that you have the capacity to try to play different games. Unfortunately, I keep trying to grind games all the time. I'm the probably the grindiest person you'll ever meet. In fact, I played
Diablo 2. For three years without ever getting to the end of the game. I just grind and grind and grind and I'd get closer and closer but never quite because I'd always, you know, grind through a level again, you know, and not go necessarily the furthest waypoint. I'd enjoy just grinding. And dang, you know, my time is up. This is Michael Conway, the Lou Manark. Peace out. Peace. Thanks for that call in, Michael. And I gotta say, there is something about finding a good grindy game that can be really entertaining. Fortnite doesn't necessarily have a lot of uh, variation in the gameplay right now, but just getting new loot and taking out monsters with friends is pretty fun. I went through a really big Diablo 3 period where I just, oh man, I don't know how much time I put in on my paladin, but uh, it's fun to go through and just decimate waves of enemies and watch your newfound powers grow. I think there's something about just the idea of saying, I've put in X work, I'm getting Y return. There's a definite experience of if I get these many levels, then I get these powers and I can take on these enemies. And it's really fulfilling, particularly when you can remember playing at level 1 and dealing 20 damage. And then, like in Diablo, you get to level 60 and now you're doing 20,000 damage or 200,000 damage with every hit. It's pretty satisfying. But thanks for that call in, Michael. And uh, if there are other games that folks are out there that they're into, I hope that you call in and talk about them too. Well, folks, that does it for today's edition of Intelligame Radio. I've been your host, Josh Boykin, and it has been a pleasure to talk with you a bit today. Per usual, you can find me on Twitter at Wallstormer, and if you're looking for more Intelligame content, you can swing over to Facebook.com or Twitter.com slash Let's Intelligame. Don't forget that you can sign up for the Intelligame newsletter, where you can get a recap of Intelligame direct to your inbox on Fridays at tinyletter.com slash Let's Intelligame. In the meantime, looking forward to talking with you tomorrow about more games. Keep Intelligaming. <laughs>